Hey, Rose, do you ever call up Royally Obsessed on Alexa? It's one of the easiest ways to listen to the pod. You can hear our latest episode every week there, thanks to Amazon Music, which has a full catalog of podcasts, including Royally Obsessed. All you have to do is say, Alexa, play Royally Obsessed on Amazon Music. Oh, no, mine is listening to me say that right at this moment. <laughs> a royal reminder, new episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in on Amazon Music. Now on to the show. Please rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Roberta. And I'm Rachel. And it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. But first, a couple of royal reminders before we dive in. Follow us on Instagram if you haven't already, at Royally Obsessed Podcast. And join our Facebook group. There's a lot of good stuff happening in the Facebook group. It's at Royally Obsessed. Subscribe to our podcast and leave us a royal rating. Send us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com. Woo, oh my gosh, this episode, there's a lot going on. Um, we have so much coming up on this episode of The Royal Pod. We've got new pics of Prince William and the Cambridge Kids, a new royal biography to discuss, the royals' first socially distanced engagements, and so much more. Last but not least, we're joined by Samir Hussein, royal photographer for Getty Images, but also the man who shot that incredible photo of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle in the rain on their final tour as senior members of the royal family. Frameworthy, for sure. Oh my um, gosh, the best photo. The best photo. But because of that interview, we've got a lot to wade through. So we're going to go a little bit quicker than usual, but we Can always you guys have keep time. Up? I know. <laughs> But we always have time for alcohol, for drinks. Bert, what are we sipping this week? This week, in honor of Prince William's birthday, we're sipping... And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. Drumroll, please. Beer! Woohoo! Supposedly his favorite drink. He supposedly is inclined to drink a Guinness or maybe a Stella. Um, he's even said, I think, in recent royal engagements, socially distanced engagements, that he misses a pint at the pub. So... I couldn't find a Guinness personally, but you found a Stella. Well, it's actually, it looks like a Stella through the Zoom chat, but it is a Peroni. Oh, oh that's right. You told me that and I just forgot. <laughs> that's all right. I mean, I feel like it was the best we could do. I feel like I also always have Stella on hand at, the, at my parents. My parents always have Stella, which is where, obviously, I think I mentioned last week, it's where I'm now social distancing. And uh, it is, yeah, but Peroni works. It's very refreshing. I'm, I'm feeling it good is. about it. I actually, now that you're holding this up, I crave a Peroni. So that Wait, might on a be hot my... day, it's like everything. So. Uh, sounds so good. Um, and we wanted to read a very sweet reader email from Allie. She said, hi, ladies, loving the pod. I love the overview of Sophie and Edward's wedding. And maybe I missed it, but did we forget about the tie he wore to his wedding? Purple and yellow cats. So quirky. So 90s. Keep up the excellent work, Allie. Oh my God! The, Roberta, the tie. I had to Google. I had to Google it, and I was like, "This is so weird, but so them." You know? Did Did you go down like I went? I could not stop googling after Allie mentioned this. It, thank you for pointing it out. We have to say, yes. Um, thank how you. did we miss it? I don't know. I really don't know. But it fits in with the quirkiness of all the of I. I like don't want to sound mean. I love them, and I love how different they are. But like. 
the chunky pearl necklace, the chunky earrings, and then this like random cat tie. Do we know the story behind this? Like, I mean, I guess so. Everything I could find is it really just speaks to his personality, but he has not. So he wore it for the first time at his wedding, but he's since worn it to the Royal Ascot, to a Buckingham Palace garden party, and also to Harry and Meghan's wedding. And I think also to the rehearsal dinner for Sophie and Mike Tyndale. So, um, the list goes on, but it is It's wild. a favorite. It's an Edward it's a favorite. favorite. An there Edward classic. some inside joke or something behind it. Or, I mean, I think he's known for wearing a variety of qu- quirky ties. So Yes. Very vibrant ties. He, he must have a great collection. Yeah. It's hilarious. Uh, I'm it glad is. you pointed it out. <laughs> Same. Google Thank it you. if you guys are unfamiliar. It's so good. Thank you, Allie, for for alerting us to that wonderful detail. So uh, this week in royal history. And now, this week in royal history. So we have a very special birthday. Happy belated birthday to Prince William. The Duke of Cambridge turned 38 on June 21st. 2020, a.k.a. Father's Day. Crazy double celebrations for the Cambridges this week. Um, So let's go back in time for just a little bit. On June 21st, 1982, Princess Diana and Prince Charles welcomed a son, William Arthur Philip Louis Windsor, who would be king. Oh, my gosh. A lot of names in that one. And he was born at 9.03 p.m. at St. Mary's Hospital in Paddington, arriving about 10 days earlier than expected and weighing in at seven pounds and one and a half ounces. Per the New York Times, crowds outside the now famous Lindo Wing popped champagne and sang, for he's a jolly good fellow. They for all- he's a jolly good <laughs> yes, fellow. We had to do it, right? <laughs> I've noticed you were singing, so I didn't leave me hanging that. there. You got to do it, yeah. You can't. If you see those words, you can't not sing them. No, you That's- can't. Just say them as a yeah. sentence. It yeah. feels weird. <laughs> <laughs> they also chanted, we want Charlie in reference to Prince Charles, which I thought was really funny. Um, and so here we're going to play a quick clip of Charles on the night William arrived. Yeah, I'm obviously relieved and delighted. It's marvelous. It's rather a grown up thing, I found. <laughs> rather a shock to my sister. So. How's the baby like? He's, he's, he's in marvelous form. Does the baby have any hair? It's marvelous. Yes. Fair. Fair. Sort of blondish. I love that hearing young Prince Charles. I guess yeah, not, not so young the... compared to Diana, though. I know. Yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of wild. So we, Diana was actually, when William was born, just a couple weeks shy of her 21st birthday. She Her birthday is July 1st, which is also coming up. Um, so when she became a mom for the first time, it's, she's she a baby herself. She was 20 years old. Yeah. Wow. And how old was Prince Charles? Do we know the age difference there? I think Ugh. it he was four, he's born in 1948, so let's think 80, 82. Whoa, a little bit of math today. Yeah, this is all you. <laughs> we should know 34. that. Off the top of our head. I'm guessing yeah. 34, 33, 34. Yeah. Um, so job, a little bit Roberta. older. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was high pressure. Um, but I love this fun fact that you found at the time of William's delivery rooms at the Lindo Inn cost $230 a night. I feel like that's a bargain. If that, I could do that little whistle. It's changed a lot. <laughs> I can't do yeah. that. Yeah. No, no, no. And it was also like I think a big deal that they chose the Lindo Wing at that time because it was pretty unheard of. The Queen wanted it to be Buckingham Palace where um they delivered. So a really oh. big change and they were really firm about doing it there. And look what look what's transpired since. I mean, so many royal births at the Lindo Wing. It's become such a royal tradition now to um to, you know, walk out on the steps of the Lindo Wing. And we have to talk about so Diana's dress that she wore to introduce William to the world. She wore a green and white polka dot dress, but it 
uh, Kate nodded to that when she wore a blue version by Jenny Peckham when she delivered Prince George. So I really yeah. loved everything that. they wear means something. There's I always know. a significance. I love that. But I, I think that the footage, I mean, it's just so fun to rewatch it and revisit. So everyone should do that from when William was born for all the royal births. I went down that rabbit hole as well, too. <laughs> Memory lane. And then one of our own Roros posted a photo reminder of something major missing from their exit, which was a car seat. So that's kind of been a thing since that they always have a yeah, car they, seat. Well, but I think car seats weren't even a requirement back then was a big thing. So it was like in 1982. It was not a mandatory thing that you would. Got it. I mean, you think about William's exit from the Linda wing and how he was kind of jittery and nervous about putting George incorrectly when, when George was born. So it, it's it's a it's a weird picture because it's like one of these things is not correct. And it's that Diana is literally holding uh, William in her arms in the back seat. Oh, oh, in the back seat. Got it. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Okay, this was after. Okay, I see. Um, and so in honor of Prince William's birthday this week, we got the best new photos, some photo tributes to um, the Duke of Cambridge. So there were three new images taken by the Duchess of Cambridge. The first was released on William's birthday eve and showed him with all three kids on a tree swing. Loved that. Yes, loved it. And I wanted to call out the tree swing because they are sitting on the same swing as Prince George's third birthday photos. Oh, good and eye. I missed yeah. that. Well, some royal fans spotted it. And I love this because we see in Prince George's birthday photos that one side says William and Catherine, but now we got to see the other side. You can see a hint of what it says, and it says April 2011. So supposedly this was a wedding gift from Prince Charles, which was really sweet. Oh, that's sweet. so sweet. Yeah, I love that. I did too. And so they're on the grounds of Anmer Hall uh, where they've been staying and quarantining and all that. And then on the big day, his birthday, which happened to coincide with Father's Day this year, we got two more images of Prince William playing with the kids. It was so they did like a um like almost like a pyramid kind of stack. And then it looked like they <laughs> fell over and it was so, so cute. Um and then also a pic posted by Prince Charles in honor of his son, snapped by Kate, and then a throwback photo of Kate Middleton with her father, Michael Middleton. So so many, so many new pictures of the Royals this I week. was so grateful for the photo drop that they gave us. And I always love it when Kate is the one that snaps the pictures, that picture of Prince Charles and Prince William. I think that it's not just that she's using portrait mode to her advantage. She (laughs) is capturing their expression and their liveliness in a way that a lot of times we don't actually get to see in the more, um, you know, formal or engagement photos. Totally, totally. And I love that Prince Charles is like leaning his head on William's shoulder. It's such a sweet um, kind of, you know, candid moment between father and son and I feel like I I mean just knowing the background of you know William growing up and knowing about his mom and dad and all the kind of controversy and things that you know he had as a child now they seem to be so happy together and I think that that's um and then also Charles posted a photo of Harry and uh William together as well on Father's Day yeah for Father's Day yeah so that was really sweet as well I did you notice okay so in the Charles and William the new photo taken in December Mm -hmm. at Sandringham I was like, what is in Charles's hand? It's like this weird marble like thing. He's holding mm-hmm. a hat and then he has this and I think it's a walking stick. He's known for his fancy walking oh. sticks. And so it was like I was like, for sure that's gotta be like a smoking pipe or something, but no, it's not. Oh my gosh, Roberta, <laughs> I love that you saw that. That's amazing. I, I was being a detective on these ones. I was, I was like, what so is- busy 
on the birthday image doing a search for Charlotte's shoes. I don't even have a daughter, but I but I really <laughs> wanted those shoes. And I was like, they, the dusty rose color that she wears on that on the porch swing. I just was like, do they come in my size? What brand did you find out? Um, they were John Lewis, uh, a UK brand. So, Which is like uh, pretty affordable. I think yeah. it's kind of like a department store. I think they did a good job of kind of making sure it was like easily attainable stuff too. Mm-hmm. But I was, yeah, I was sleuthing those out. But uh, anyways, happy belated Prince William. We, yes, we happy clearly Father's had a wonderful day. day. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on, moving on. We want to leave plenty of time for Samir. Um, <laughs> but so the big news, we talked about Charles and Camilla returning to socially distanced engagements last week, but they're back. Woo! The Duke and Duchess of Cambridge carried out their first socially distanced engagements this week, um, or, or I guess at the end of last week, since the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, William was up first. He visited a base at the Queen Elizabeth Hospital in Kingsland, not far from Anmer Hall. And a statement from Kensington Palace said that he wanted to thank first responders for their work and dedication during the COVID-19 outbreak and to hear more about their experiences over the past few months. Um, but that was just the beginning. Up next, he visited Smith's and ba- Smith's the Bakers, also in Kingsland, to see how the bakery was doing after 11 weeks of being closed. Wild. The bakery has been open for 50 years and has weathered 80% of its wholesale customers' clothing, closing, which resulted in a lot of furloughs. I think a lot of companies, small businesses, obviously in the U.S., but in the U.K., around the world are dealing with that. Definitely. And starting to come back. Um, apparently, they stayed afloat by pivoting to selling flour and sugar and other baking necessities. But last but not least, Kate dropped it dropped by Fakenham Garden Center in Hampton, which reopened on May 15th after closing for seven weeks. Um, I loved this visit in particular. I mean, I think that, you know, William's the visiting that hospital made a lot of sense because he was, as we remember, an air ambulance pilot. I think that not just, you know, general humanity, obviously he's connected to the frontline workers, but it was a lot of what he did, you know, in his, in his working life as a Royal. Um, but Kate is also, as we know, hugely into horticulture and those photos were so fun. Yeah. The, um, RHS, that garden, you know, the Chelsea flower show and her, um, back to nature garden and all of that. She's so into gardening and it seems like she probably, I think she talked about this at the event. She spent a lot of time outside and the kids have spent a lot of time outside in the garden. And so I thought that was so, you know, on brand for Kate Middleton. Yeah. And I love that she, I mean, she dropped a lot of gems. Like she talked about how they're growing, the kids are growing tomato plants and Prince George is obsessed with Venus fly traps. And she also talked about how her only outing during the pandemic, other than this, you know, really while everyone was sheltering in place was to go food shopping. And I just, I, you know, I think that it's kind of just nice to get those little details about their lives and what it's been like for them at home. Very relatable. Very relatable. Yeah. I actually loved, I saw another snippet from this particular outing that Kate uh, did. And the, a lot of the garden like customers at this, um, at this center garden center didn't recognize her while she was walking around. And so (laughs) there's like really hilarious pictures of her. And I think a video clip I saw was like, she was like, Oh, a lot of people are buying herbs today. And this like, elderly couple are like yeah and they're like why is this person talking to us and they like walk away (laughs) and then they said later to the press they were like it was it was the duchess of cambridge and we had no idea and we just felt like we brushed her off completely and she took it in stride like so professionally she was like okay and like nods and smiles and walks away like clearly they don't know who i am but it's fine like just go with it (laughs) i thought that was an amazing snippet of her and how well 
trained she is at all of this and how also how excited they were to get back out there. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they were thrilled. This was their first outing since March 19th. I mean, I feel like all of us are just like, let us out there. Um, But I also really want to talk about her outfit because I feel like there was a particular photo, I think, when you're talking and she's walking, what you're talking about where she walks by the customers and she's just kind of shopping and collecting her things with the wheel. I guess they give you a wagon. I I can't remember. I don't know what it's called. Like a cart, like a push cart or something. A push cart. Um, She's just like total peak peak mom for me. She has her little, her vest from Fall Raven, her jeans, her, you know, she just looks like she's, I mean, I can understand why they didn't recognize her. Totally. She just looked like she's out and about picking up her herbs, as she said. I loved her very, very laid back gardening outfit that was just, um, yeah, it's like she blended in with all the other people who are working there. And the, these like people shopping are like, who's this weirdo talking to us? Um, <laughs> Leave us alone. Let us get our plants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only thing that was the giveaway was her like golden green earrings, which I thought was like, oh, OK, it's still like fancy royal. Little touch you know. of royalty. Yes. You got to have a little a little yes. bling. Um, but I do really like the spotlight that her and William are putting on small businesses and, you know, the Queen also posted a message showing her support of everything, everyone reopening and rethinking their strategies, which a lot of these businesses have had to do. Um, but while we talk about their clothes, I do just want to mention why no masks? That's the part that confuses me so much because yeah. the really the mandate is really just as a safety precaution. Why don't you wear them? And no one is wearing them. They are social distancing, and I'm sure they I'm sure a lot of vetting goes on behind the scenes of of who they're interacting with, but still just seems like a no-brainer. I think it's the, honestly, it's the pictures. It's the pictures and yes. the videos. It just has to be because there's no other reason why they wouldn't. I know they want to obviously keep safe and all that. So I don't think there could be any other reason other than that they want pictures of them out and about. The masks don't make for a good picture. That doesn't go to say that anyone else should step outside the house and not wear a mask. But yeah. like, I think that that's probably the main reason. I mean, um, at least they're outside. I mean, I know fresh air is definitely helpful, and yeah, you know, they're if they're keeping their distance, that kind of a thing. But yeah. I also we'll, want to see the Kate approved mask. Oh my god, same with the with matching fabric to her outfit. We have to see that. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. And next this week we have a lot of royal book news. Actually, so I'm starting to think we should start a row row book club actually with all the titles coming out um we have to i can't believe that we haven't thought of this yet that dawned on me right before the episode i was like man we have our work cut out for us with the royal reading so we have so much reading to do i personally have so much reading to do so i'm very excited because first biographer robert lacy announced his new book this week and it sounds sort of scandalous. It's called Battle of Brothers, William and Harry, The Friendship and the Fuse. There's like three subtitles going on in that title. Um, it will address the unique and complex relationship at the heart of the royal family's recent woes. So it's a little, um, I don't want to say, I guess scandalous is not the right word. I, I feel like it's a little like um, tabloidy because, mm-hmm. you know, I we all know that there's been a little bit of back and forth between William and Harry, but I do want to believe that they're on the mend and so video calling and all of that. But Robert Lacey is a historical consultant for Netflix The Crown, as well as the author of Majesty, a 1977 study of Queen Elizabeth. So Bowie, what yeah. do you think about this? I mean, I think it's it's definitely really interesting. I read that um, a lot of this book will also talk about the history of the relationship between the heir and the spare, because it's obviously something that plays oh, out right. repeatedly in mm-hmm. royal history. So I think that he will give that context. And obviously, we know his credentials are pretty, um, you know, credible. 
credentials are credible. <laughs> I don't know if that sounds right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that the big thing for me is just, you know, the whoa moment is seeing the book cover. Yeah. So let's talk about the book cover. So it's um, the cover of Battle of Brothers is from a tense, the tense exchange that we all kind of saw play out on Commonwealth Day this year, um, where William and Kate are sitting in front of Harry and Meghan. And, you know, the video, it's, it is, a, you know, obviously it's a photo, but if you watch that video of that moment where William and Kate approach Harry and Meghan um, in the row behind them, they kind of say a quick hello and then they sit down and take their seats. But uh, lip reading experts have said that the exchange was that William says hi and then Harry turns to Meghan and he goes, did you see that? He just said hi, Harry, and then sat down or something like along those lines. And so it was kind of this like, oh, my gosh, like what's going on? Yeah. Um and that being one of their last events as senior working royals, it's kind of like, oof, what? Yeah, that, that felt it's hard really... not to feel like a picture is worth a thousand words when you see that image. It's just, yeah. you know, Harry looks so mad. I know it's like a freeze. It's not a video. It's just that moment. But it he he definitely it doesn't look that positive. But yeah, so I, I there was a lot a, of emotion. Yeah, totally. I want to read a little bit from the book synopsis to kind of paint a picture. So it says much reported on, but little understood. Diana's boys have lived under constant scrutiny since birth. Raised to be the closest of brothers, the last 18 months has seen a devastating breakdown of their once unbreakable bond. With an unrivaled knowledge of court life and access to impeccable sources, Robert Lacey investigates the untold reality of the brothers' relationship, explaining what happened when two sons were raised for vastly different futures and showing how the seeds of damage were sown as their parents' marriage unraveled. And Robert Lacey, the author, has said via press release, I have been astonished, elated, and sometimes moved to tears by the fresh details and insights I've discovered in researching this story of family conflict. Um, on the other side of that coin, though, is Harry's quote from the recent ITV doc that they did when they were in South Africa. And he, Harry said, we are brothers. We will always be brothers. We are certainly on different paths at the moment, but I will always be there for him as I know he will always be there for me. Yeah. I mean, I think what you said, I want to believe that they're on the mend and that they're, you know, relationships are an, are complicated, especially sibling ones, I feel. So I feel like it's it's uh, an ebb and flow. So hopefully, I mean, I'm I cannot wait to read this book. But. Same, same. And then the last bit of book news um, that we'll just quickly go through is that um, we have new news about Omid Scobie and Carolyn Duran's highly anticipated book about the Sussexes titled Finding Freedom, Harry and Meghan and the Making of a Modern Royal Family. Ooh, that's a mouthful. Um, so take this with not just a grain of salt, a bucket of salt. A bucket. I love that. Yeah. It's insider sources um, say that the that palace aides are worried about this book. They think the book will have potential repercussions for for Prince William, the aide who spoke to the son. Now, reminder, the son is on the Sussexes blacklisted kind of tabloid uh, grouping. Um, the aide who spoke to the son said it was similar to Princess Diana's bombshell 1995 interview with Martin Bashir and also said that the palace aides are worried William especially will be portrayed in a bad light. This sort of family spat shouldn't be out there in public. So I want to say that this person doesn't know what's in the book yet, obviously. Yeah, I mean, so, I think Omid on his Twitter account is very clear that he he's like, I love all the people that have the inside scoop because nobody has that inside scoop. So nobody I, I don't has know. read the book. It's out August 11th. So I think we all have to wait to see what actually the book says and and then decide for ourselves. Um, but it's believed to have been written with the Sussexes' cooperation and features insight from over 100 people from around the royal family to share which quote, does the true seem story of Harry and Meghan. Pretty intense. I do still, though, I do feel like at the heart of it, Harry and William 
I do think that there's a a foundation of a relationship there and there may be frustration, but I can't imagine that Harry would want to completely sabotage or not even sabotage, but really, you know, I don't know. I guess I just don't Alienate. Yeah. I I think you're so right. And I think that um, this is all speculation. I'm sure, you know. Yeah, because they also care so deeply about their relationship with the queen. And that's exactly that's been carried out well into their their transition out of being senior members of the royal family. So, yeah. So whether they're worried or not, time will tell. But next up, we are so excited to have this interview with Samir Hussein, Getty Images royal photographer. So here's that conversation. So, Ro-Rose, we have a very special guest joining us today, royal and entertainment photographer Samir Hussein. Welcome, Samir. Great to be here. Thank you. So, as you probably know, his photo cards are everywhere. He's an award-winning photographer for Getty Images who has captured photos of the royal family for the last 14 years. He's also the man behind that magical photo of Meghan Markle and Prince Harry under an umbrella at the Endeavor Fund Awards earlier this year, but he's had a front-row seat to so many big-deal royal occasions, from Meghan's first appearance at the Invictus Games in 2017 to Kate Middleton and Prince William's engagement announcement in 2010 and so much more. Obviously, Rachel and I are huge fans, but so is the rest of the world. He's one of the most widely published royal photographers of the century. So, Samir, again, welcome to Royally Obsessed. We're so thrilled to have you. Thank you. you. It's a pleasure to be here. Good to talk to you both. Yeah. How are you? We want to just dive in. How is it going with the pandemic and all? I mean, I feel like your whole job has changed. Yeah, totally. Well, um, yeah, the last three months really has been very, very few pictures I've been able to take professionally. Obviously, the royals, like everyone else, have been uh, on lockdown. Um, celebrities have been on lockdown. So um, there's been precious few opportunities to go out shooting um, professionally. But having said that, it's been very nice to spend time with my family. I've got two young kids, a young girl that's one and a son that's four years old. So um able to spend a lot of time with them which is unusual because a lot most of the time I'm away I'm away traveling and I'm away on shoots so um good to spend some quality time with them um but yeah it's been it's been hard especially this time of year when it's meant to be really really busy um May I should have been at Cannes Film Festival and then obviously now in June we would have had last week would have had Troop in the Colour um this week would have been Royal Ascot of course and then I would have been going on to do things like the Glastonbury um, Music Festival. So this would have been a really, really busy period for me. So I sort of, every week that comes up, I see the jobs that I was meant to be doing and it's, um, yeah, I'm missing it. I'm missing going out on the, on the shoots. There's so many, yeah, so many royal events in spring yeah. and summer. I know it's nice to have sort of the time to kind of like slow down a little bit, but yeah, you do, especially this time of year being spring and summer, it's like you really, especially in the royal calendar, there's so much going on and a lot that we personally look forward to. I'm sure you do too, just covering it. I know that they usually come so thick and fast this time of year. Um, it just flies by, but um, yeah, really missing it. But it, it's nice to, it's also nice to take a step back and um, I've sort of been, um, looking at my business about ways I'm going to work sort of moving forward. And I don't normally get time to do that, a chance to do that, just sort of slow down, um, take a look at what what direction I want to go in and and things like that. So um, it's been nice to just to relax at home for a bit, for a change. And um, I think when I do, when I am able to go back um, shooting sort of full time, get get back some kind of normality, then I'm really going to appreciate it a lot more. I'm going to come back really hungry and, you know, 
no moaning Definitely. just 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 get on with it I can't, I can't <laughs> wait <laughs> But what do you think that royal engagements will look like? I mean, I feel like we're starting to see, I mean, the news that Charles and Camilla are going to have their first um, socially distanced kind of official engagement with the president of France. I mean, what do you think that those are going to look like, as a, especially in your role as a photographer going forward, or if you have any idea? Yeah, well, I think it's going to be, I mean, obviously, they're going to take no risks at all with um, royals, particularly with um, those members that are slightly more elderly, like um Charles, who of course has already he's already had um, COVID, but the Queen. Um, so I think they're going to be access to them is going to be uh, there's going to be very very little access to them. I think um, when these opportunities do come up, I think it's just probably going to be like one or two photographers um, until things get back to um, some kind of normality, and who knows when that will be. So um, yeah, I think I'm hoping there will be some opportunities in the coming sort of weeks and and months, but um, it will be very limited for sure and not like not what we used to at all um so that'd be a bit tough but um it, you do know, you have like would, would you use like a longer lens or is it really just kind of they would maybe just limit the number of photographers I think it's just going to be limiting the number of photographers yeah. it's not it's not just the proximity of us to them it's also um us with other photographers so um oh, right, they're not going to yeah. want you know normally there would be you know a a big engagement there'd be uh quite a few of us down there and obviously they attract big crowds and and things like that so there'd be a lot of people involved and then you've got the press officers and everybody else involved tv tv crews um so i think it's as much as anything it's not even if we can keep a distance from them it's it's you know just having so many photographers around wouldn't really work um, keeping yourself so just, safe too. Yeah, yeah keeping ourselves yeah. um safe so that's why i think maybe just you know uh, maybe two or three photographers for each job. And it might be that we have to take it on, um, take it in turns to shoot jobs. Um, this Royal Rotor, we have to see how that all, all pans out. But certainly it's going to be very, very limited for the next few weeks for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. Very different. Yeah. And, and I, oh, go ahead, Roberta. Oh, I was going to say, so no word on when like your first Royal Engagement back would be? Do you know? No, we're starting to talk to the palace and I think they're very... Um, to the press office and I think they're very very conscious that they want to um give us all the opportunity and they want to they want us there but you know we all have to be we all have to be really careful and with the roles are not going to take any any risks um I'm hoping I'm hoping that in the next um in the next month that I'll have um a few things to photograph but we'll have to wait and see Roberta and I talk so much about um, how well they've pivoted to Zoom and everything. I think on this podcast, we're just constantly mentioning how impressed we are with, you yeah. know, we we feel like we still are seeing them so much. So it's been it's been interesting. I think everyone will just be co- constantly adapting in the coming coming months for and hopefully it all goes back to normal soon is what yes. I, is. I mean, it sounds like with Charles and Camilla out and about or. To I think today they went to a hospital, so I think it, that yeah. people are starting to kind of. Yeah, oh yeah, I think they're going to be doing a lot, a lot more engagements. I think they're very they're very keen to be seen out and about, especially now that the um, that the you know shops have just opened here in in London yesterday. All shops have just opened, so things are really getting back to some level of normality. So I think they just want to be uh, in tune with all that. So I think we'll see them a lot, um, but from my point of view, it's going to be limited probably for the next few weeks and possibly next next few months yeah Mm. well we wanted to dive in and we kind of were 
couching like the the most the iconic photo you took of Harry and Meghan were you know we'd love to talk through kind of the anatomy of the picture perfect royal photograph because that really I mean I feel like it was just as someone looking at you know co- countless images of that that event or royal events in general it was like when you came across that photo of them in the rain it was like the stars aligned the rain aligned and it was you just knew in a minute I mean we'd love to talk through that with you and sure. sort of about that night, um, you know, if you could kind of set the scene of of that event and it's their final tour as senior royals. Yeah, so obviously it was a um, a farewell tour. I'd actually been in um, in Ireland covering um, William and Kate's trip over there, um, and they only announced um, a couple of days before that it was going to be a, a position for us. So um, literally had to fly back um the night before wow. that engagement from Ireland where I was covering William and Kate um to do this job and it was yeah huge interest around it because of course they'd been in they'd been for LA in LA they hadn't been seen for a while um and as photographers you know it's, it was one of the last times we were going to have the opportunity to photograph them in their in their current position as, as royals so um there's quite a lot of pressure to get to get like some um standout images um yeah, so we got there um, on the day in London. As you can see from all the pictures, it was absolutely pouring with rain, um, like torrential rain. Um, so we got to the job a few hours before and um, hopes really weren't high for a good picture. I mean, normally when there's a lot of rain, it, it creates havoc with your flash. Um, we knew they'd be walking in under an umbrella. So quite often their sort of faces are, are covered up. You can't, it's very hard to get a clean picture of them. And, and often we- I feel like the black umbrella also casts a lot of shadows, right? I remember when I got married, yeah. uh, getting a tip about that, like a clear umbrella helps with light or something like that. Cause it was pouring on my wedding day. And I, but I feel like the black umbrellas like cast that kind of, I, I would imagine. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's quite, you quite often get, um, it's obscured some where you get some shadows covering mm-hmm. the, the top of the head. So it's very hard to get anything like resembling like a fashion picture that we would normally want with, uh, Megan a lot about what she's wearing and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, hopes weren't high at all. Um, so we're all kind of very disappointed with that coming in. But then um, spoke to the um, press officers, I guess, an hour or so before, worked out what they were going to do. Um, it's quite, it was quite simple. They were getting out the car, they were greeting some people, and then they were walking um, straight towards us to, um, to enter the event. So I took up the best position I could. Um, and then, if, you know, we're just talking about sort of, a few seconds when they get out the car and start walking towards us. Um, and I noticed um, there was a flash going off behind them. I think it was somebody in the crowd. And also um, there was a TV camera and that was shining um, quite a strong light behind them. So I managed to frame the picture so that the light hit um, the back of them. And this kind of, it's, it's like a backlit sort of technique. Yeah, and it creates kind of halo kind of effect. Um, and then I was, I was just really lucky that I was managed to catch that exactly the same time. I was timing it perfectly with my flash going off. And just that moment, they, they looked at each other smiling. So it was, um, it was a split second. And I've described it as one in a million because it's where all the elements you could hope for from a, from a great picture just, just all come together. I mean, as I said, it had the great lighting. Um, symbolism was there, walking through the rain, and, which added great drama um and for such a such a big role event that it was because it was their their farewell tour it was just um yeah as you say it just all aligned 
um, really well. I was very lucky. I was going to say, I saw, I saw a, um, a video actually of them walking in and it is so fast. So mm. I, I think when you see a picture, you think, oh, you know, they were, they were looking at each other, gazing into each other's eyes for a while. No, <laughs> yeah. it was like, they walked so quickly into that venue. I was like, yeah. oh my God. The fact that a, you captured that shot is amazing. Yeah. It was a split second, but obviously as photographers, you're waiting for those, um, for those little moments because you know you haven't got long you're just waiting for that just that moment when they might give each other a quick smile or just look but um i was just fortunate that it all came came together at the same time and i was able to um frame it in a way i did and capture it at the, just timed it perfectly do you know in the moment that you got that shot or is it that you check your camera later and you're just shooting really quickly in the moment and or is there i mean there must be such adrenaline too for you in that circumstance because it is so quick yeah um most of the time i know if i've got like as i'm taking a picture i know i've got a great shot but that tends to be when um you've got that great element like all the lighting and everything's fine and you know that nothing's gonna like there's no um really bad lighting or anything like that so you know everything technically is going to be okay in the camera and then you hit you you press the button and you, you just you just know that you've got that picture but with this i knew i'm taking that picture as they were looking and smiling at each other but there's so many things that could have gone wrong. The flash could have not gone off. Um, the rain could have been obscuring their, you know, um, face. It could have been slightly out of focus because your camera would have picked up on the raindrops rather than um, directly on their faces. So I didn't know that it had all come together in the way it, it had. Um, there's other times when I've taken pictures and I know as I've been taking it, I've been, yeah, I've just got a smile on my face because I know I've got that image. But because there was so many different elements, there's, there's, flash lots of flash uh, flashes going off so much rain they're under the umbrella so i didn't know until i sort of looked back on my camera just just after that and downloaded it straight away onto my laptop to send send out straight away that um that i've got that image yeah that it would go viral basically. yeah <laughs> what was yeah tell us about the reaction to it as well because it i mean it really did go viral <laughs> around the world yeah people yeah well it's I knew straight away as soon as I saw it on my on my laptop that it was um it was a great it was a great image it was a but um <laughs> but, you know it, I quite, you know I've, I've taken images that I've been very proud of in the in the past but maybe haven't quite got the um quite got the same reaction for whatever reason um and you know one of the things as, as photographers we have to do is is get the images out straight away because obviously websites and newspaper magazines around the world are waiting for these images so that image was literally sent out within a minute or two of, of taking it. Um, and then didn't think too much of it then. I thought like, I, was, I was pleased I got like a really good image, but then yeah, my phone started going uh, a bit crazy. And it, I put it up on Instagram about 10 minutes later and it started going a bit crazy and Twitter and then um, sort of spiraled from that. And um, this was taken about eight o'clock at night um, in the UK and then um, went to sleep, sort of got a great reaction. Then I woke up in the morning and it was, yeah, it was everywhere. So everywhere. Yeah, never had a reaction <laughs> it, like that before. Oh, it I, must have been particularly like poignant for you too, because of how long you've been covering the Royals and Prince Harry in particular. I feel like um, to have that, what what was that like for you to be there at that final event and then have that kind of, you know, know that it was their last tour? Yeah, no, it's their last tour. I mean, I've been um, covering Prince Harry for like, you know, 12, 13 years, something like that. So um yeah it's just really sad that they were that they were sort of stepping down from their role and I wouldn't be able to photograph them in quite the same way um so I think I had, I had pressure on myself really just to I really wanted to get some strong images after these from these last few engagements um 
so to get something like that from you know one of the last ever jobs was um yeah made it made it particularly special um something just to yeah just to take away yeah, personally from, yeah from portfolio and kind of like your own experience like it but it it must have been really nice kind of like closure in a weird way or something I don't know it just yeah really nice looking closure. at I the mean, images yeah yeah no absolutely for sure and I didn't know at the time but obviously timing wise it was great as well because sort of a week or two later we were down in lockdown and I you know I wasn't able to photograph uh, oh, any more yeah. jobs and I wasn't really aware of that at the time quite how much it was gonna um hit us all so also yeah. just to get a just a really strong image like to take into lockdown when I wouldn't be um unfortunately wouldn't be able to be um shooting was was really nice as well so timing wise it was yeah it couldn't have been better really and we yeah. know um you mentioned too that like Marion and the Megan and Harry's social media team was was really quite fond of that image as well so um, yeah did- yeah I mean I, I saw their team at um obviously there was a couple of engagements after that and um yeah, some of them were t- were talking about it and 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 praising it. So um, yeah, it's nice to nice to get that feedback. Well, yeah, I feel like for them it must have been such a nice like capture of their final. I, I just think that there was so much adrenaline on every person's side um, for that whole final tour. So, and you mentioned there are other there are other photographs of the royals like that where you you know you know you have this like one in a million shot, but maybe that hasn't exploded as much as that image has. What are some of those other ones that? like come to mind um I think some a lot of my favorite um pictures of roles tend to be um sort of more candid moments um pictures that show a bit more of a insight into their personality maybe um I think that's something that I really um strive to do as a photographer whether I'm shooting the royals or or shooting show whether it be on the red carpet or portrait shoot or whatever it's just try and show a bit more about their their personality, be it celebrity or royal, um, and just show them um, to show a bit of humanity. Um, so they're okay. they're my sort of favourite kind of images to try and get. It's not always possible, of course, but um, there's a picture of um, with many pictures, but the one that I'm, I really like is a picture of um, Kate in in Bhutan. She was wearing a uh, very traditional clothing, and she just um, She'd had a go at um like bow and arrows firing some arrows. Oh, yeah. And um yeah. she just fired an arrow that came really, really close to us um as photographers and she just sort of let out this 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 huge, huge laugh and sort of looking straight <laughs> down the camera towards me and laughing her head off. And it was just a really nice, um, natural moment, um, just really spontaneous. And she just looked amazing in this traditional um clothing from um, through Bhutan and just I think just unusual images like that that maybe um are not sort of suitable maybe for like the front of a, a magazine or something like that doesn't lend itself so well to that but it's just just sort of really spontaneous moments that shows a bit more of their personality that um I'm very proud of um another picture that I'm very fond of that I've taken I guess fairly recently um just talking about Harry and Meghan um was them on uh, when they were in Australia on on Bondi Beach um and they were barefoot I was shooting um the pool for that so I was able to follow them around um Bondi Beach and they met um, a group of surf- surfers um and they was discussing uh, mental health and they were sat in a in a ring um yeah. together um on the beach and it was just a ri- and they had uh flat garlands of flowers around them and they did it just looked um so natural and they looked um really relaxed 
And it was just a moment where they just put their arm around each other and just turned to each other and smiled. It was just a really natural, spontaneous moment that sort of showed the love for each other. Um, so just, just moments like that. Of course, as a raw photographer, you love to take um, the pictures that are probably make uh, the front covers a lot more like magazines and stuff like that. They tend right, to be more yeah. sort of portrait shots, um, mm -hmm. close up half length um, headshots. But um, for me, the images I really like is the ones that show a little bit more um, humanity and um, just these, these candid moments that are quite hard to get with the Royals. I loved that series when she was shooting the bow and arrow. That is actually, I feel like those are some of my, that's probably one of my favorite Kate Middleton events, like where she was just um, so, it was so natural and spontaneous. And she's yeah. so sporty too. She's very athletic. <laughs> she is. Yeah. She loves her sport. This is such a silly question, but like, I'm just always curious because you've been photographing the rails for so long, do they kind of see you and go like, hey, like they, or do they just kind of do their, you know, they're in the zone doing the event they, or do you have any interactions? Yeah. At events, um, they're very much focused on, um, the people they're meeting. And of course, a lot of it is, it is sort of charity work or, or things that they care like deeply about, or when on the Royal tour, they're meeting people for the first time. So they're very much focused on that, which is absolutely totally understandable as it should be. Um, so they kind of, they just get on with things really. And we try and which we can work quite well because they're not trying to the British Royal, so they don't, they don't pose up for you. So they're not, um, they don't tend to be kind of these, these stiff um, pictures where they come and pose for you, um, which the European royals do. They, they, they will always stop and, 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 and pose for you. But the sort of protocol with the British royals is that they don't do that. But they just tend to get on with it. Um, so we don't, we wouldn't really, um, we wouldn't really talk to them. And maybe if you're on a sort of one-on-one, -on -one, um, where you, there's occasions where you're doing a, a pool or a rotor and you're the only one photographer in, um, Camilla, for instance, is, is very, very good at sort of smiling and, and, and saying hello. Um, but the, the opportunity to speak to them tend to come sort of, um, uh, we're often able to talk to them on tour. They might come when we're on a flight with them and come back and have a chat with us. Or um, they often put some time aside where we can um, um, have a drink with them off the record and have a little, have a little chat with them. So it tends to be away from, away from the engagements. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. It's really nice. Yeah talking about you know your career we'd love to learn more about your own path into yes. this field i mean it runs in the family which i think is so interesting you know your dad also is anwar and your dad anwar, is the, that's, that's right, how yeah. i'm anwar yeah. um he photographed the royals for 40 years and in fact yeah. whenever we're writing about princess diana for for pure wow we use yeah. his yes. images so that's yeah. really cool we'd love to know more about about that role and how that impacted your own career yeah sure well i was very lucky um so i grew up um surrounded by this um amazing photography i mean uh, my dad and why he started uh, specializing in in showbiz in the in the 60s and 70s um so he started he was photographing um just huge names I mean, from from steve mcqueen to the beatles and and the stones um and he, he did that throughout the 60s and 70s um before going on to um start photographing the royals i think it was in the sort of mid 70s he started um so before before diana came on the scene um he used to do a lot with um charles and and the queen as it was that time and then he was he was obviously when diana did come on the scene photographed got some amazing pictures of uh, the royal wedding the, the wedding of the of the century diana and yeah and yeah. Charles and and then yeah covered Diana's um 
whole royal career. So when travelled extensively with them, um, has a that amazing um, collection of pictures of, of Princess Diana, um, and sort of carried on. So when I was when I was starting out, I was on um, the same the same jobs as him. Um, trying to outdo really? him. Really? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. And, and, and <laughs> what was that him. like? I mean, it's good. Um, yeah. Did he give I mean, you a tip or like drop by or do any like when you were shooting the same job or? Yeah, you know, I mean, check I, I your think, lighting or something. <laughs> I think he just sort of let me get on with it. But afterwards, sort of, you know, would 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 go through my pictures and it's you know, it it just helps so much being on the same jobs with him because it's of course not just always just about the pictures you take. It's about everything else that goes with it about um how you get to jobs how you interact what kind of pictures sell um the importance of building up a strong archive and and, and specializing so there was there's a lot to learn from him um and yeah when i was starting off i was on we were often on the, the same jobs and yeah and he was i mean he's in his 80s now so he doesn't really hardly shoots anymore but um yes yeah, so even like some recent events like uh, the birth of the royal babies and some royal weddings and stuff he was he was still there so um oh, wow. that was Amazing. yeah that was really nice and That's just so yeah, special yeah big influence and um good to be able to call on his experience really did he give you any like specific tips i mean i guess i'm curious also was there when did you kind of decide to follow in his footsteps was it just that you were you grew up around and you loved it or was there a moment where you were like you know what this is for me yeah well i was I guess I, I, I sort of took it for granted. I was growing up surrounded by all these amazing pictures. And I used to go, with, even as a kid, we used to um, go on jobs with him when we, when we could. I remember going to, for instance, going to the polo when he used to photograph Diana and Charles at the at the polo and sort of be being running around as young kids and sort of running past Diana and Charles, but not really thinking <laughs> much of it. And he's got a great picture of my um, my my younger brother when we went to the polo and he's, he's just stood, but he's only about five, maybe six or seven years old he's got just a little tiny toy camera and he's stood oh. by the queen <laughs> and oh, she's wow. watching the polo so um yeah we, I guess we were lucky in that we were sort of introduced from a young age to um to the all these royal jobs and stuff but I, it was never a really big desire I was into photography but I never really wanted to um growing up go into uh, photography as a career and he never really pushed me in that into that at all um I actually studied journalism at, at university yeah um wanted to go more into the writing side of things um mm -hmm. but still kept this interest in photography and it's only really when I finished um my degree and, and moved to London um that I became more interested in the um photography side of things and um got a job with a small photo agency um and to start going out and taking pictures and it yeah built up from there really it just seems so special. I feel like it would it's it it must be so nice to have to share that with him. It is. And of course, there's there's so many similarities with um, you know, he was he was a, taking pictures in a, a slightly different age, but he's he he saw um Harry and William grow, he photographed the, their births and, and them growing up and now I'm photographing you know Prince George and Princess Charlotte, for instance, and 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 the the kids growing up and the royal weddings, and there's a great um, it's a nice transition, and yeah, I hope um, we're talking about maybe doing a book together because it's just we've oh, got wow. some uh, yeah, obviously he's got an archive that goes back over 
over 40 years and with my images as well there's some great comparisons and not just with the roles but with with, with showbiz because i do a lot of showbiz as well um so it'd be good to um put it all together you know mm-hmm. we would buy that book <laughs> yes <laughs> come back on the show and we will, yeah we will we absolutely will talk about your book. <laughs> please do make that book <laughs> that's 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 awesome yes we, we uh, would love that yeah um we mentioned before so you've been covering the royal the british royal family for like 13 14 years what is, yeah that's it? i think so i've, I've lost, lost lost count yeah, yeah. i'm sure yeah. like um is there a favorite royal to photograph i know that's probably a tough one but i don't know if there's one that stands out to you that's that's fun to photograph um well a number of them are fun in, in, in but in different ways i mean i mentioned yeah. Camilla earlier and she's just Right. She's just she just she just makes it really easy because she's very she always tries to give you a good picture. Um she just really consciously makes a big effort to to turn to the cameras and to smile. And Charles is the same if you're on tour or something with them or at jobs, they're just the two of them are just very, very keen to um they never hold back from giving you a picture if, even if it means doing something silly or, or something like that. Um so they're they're really good. Um Megan and Kate are just both very photogenic it's really really hard to take uh, a bad picture of them you know some people just have this um natural ability to look to look great in front of in front of the camera so they make they make my job um very easy um i guess i guess william and kate would be particular favorites just because i photographed them the, the most and i was i've been photographing them since since their engagement and i think they're the ones i've photograph the most and I've been on so many tours with them but I think they're probably the most special um but you know I've loved photographing Harry as well had been on many tours with him and that's always been fun and seeing his um the way his his sort of royal career's gone I mean sadly he's not doing it anymore but um you know just seeing how things have changed and it's good to see that he's married and you know they've got a kid now um and of course the queen I mean the queen is just it's just amazing wherever you go um she just had this people just have so much respect for her um i'm sure she has such a presence too she just has this air of authority about her and she doesn't put a a step wrong and she knows when to smile at the right time she knows when to do everything at the right time and she's just um yeah she's she's a unique historical character i think i mean she's just just commands this respect so um I, I couldn't pick one but they're all yeah they're no, all, they're all good in different ways yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about the kids I mean is that a whole different variable when the kids are involved yeah. in an event well, that's, or on yeah, tour I mean, or something that's great I mean I love photographing yeah I didn't mention the kids but I love photographing yep. them because as with any kids um you just get these spontaneous moments I mean kids will be kids whether they're with their mm-hmm. roles or not so yeah some of my favorite pictures have definitely been of um of um of the kids because you know they could just don't know they could have a meltdown this is <laughs> funny spontaneous moments um last year one of the you know best pictures from last year i think was when princess charlotte was on the isle of white and um stuck her tongue out at the, yeah. the crowd i think oh she's, God, she's amazing yeah, um, yeah. That was <laughs> their personalities such... really seem to be shining through now as they get older a little bit it seems like they have all such silly personalities yeah and and as kids it doesn't matter if they're royal or not they're not gonna 
necessarily keep to the the protocol so that's <laughs> yeah we know. loved that uh when she stuck her tongue out because there's that video clip of it too with, yeah. with kate's reaction and kate kind of like i don't know i loved that she was like shutting it down but also laughing yeah she was laughing her head off i think she had it. to yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what do you do i mean <laughs> yeah you can't do anything i mean it's yeah the kids will, kids will be kids <laughs> exactly and yeah so many funny moments with um with Prince George as well. I remember um, a few years ago when he was on the tour of Poland and, and Germany when they took them and um, when um, his dad took him and um, placed him in their helicopter. Um, oh, yeah. And um, we could we had just had a great view as he was sort of looking in, um, looking in um, through the window as he was in the cockpit of the helicopter and got some great images and this expression of his face on his face and the excitement of being on the helicopter. <laughs> Um, meanwhile, Princess Charlotte was on the runway <laughs> throwing a tantrum. So he didn't really know who the photograph, but it's just, yeah, it's just, just this lovely moments like that. I remember on, um, Christmas day a few years ago, um, with, um, with the Cambridges when they all went to church and, um, there's lovely images uh, they all walked out and Prince George just, has just got, um, a sweet that he's just licking in it and his, uh, some candy that he's just licking in his mouth as he walks out. And, you know, it's obviously because they just wanted him to, to behave in, in church. Yeah. And that's what you do with kids, right? So it's just. Yeah, totally. Just, well, you yeah. have firsthand experience too, I feel like. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, you I know, know that drill, only yeah. too well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's so funny. No, we, we, I love that answer. I feel like. Just, yeah. It's hard to pick a favorite. I feel it like. Really it really is. Yeah. yeah. Um, you did mention, though, I want to ask you about um, Kate and William's engagement announcement. So. Are you one of only a few photographers? Are you the only photographer there? How does that work? Uh, no, there was a few of us. Um, okay. So the palace sort of have a a, a sort of list of um, photographers that they would invite, um, something like that. And it really depends on on the access. I mean, that was in inside um, Kensington Palace, I think. So um, it was inside, so it was quite restricted. Um, right. The amount of room. So there was a uh, a few photographers. Um, and we didn't really we only heard about it on the on the morning of the event and i think the the uh we took the pictures of them brightly i mean we're going back 10 years but i think it was um yeah. sort of it was at lunchtime so literally got the email and the call maybe at sort of 10 in the morning um just had to drop everything rush down to um and is it like drop everything because there's something going on or they tell you the no, they, like they tell you, they, they okay, say we're gonna, okay. uh, this is the official announcement of their engagement oh my god um, this is where it's going to take in place so um i mean of course you knew it was it was it was probably going to come i mean it was it was, it was coming, no yeah. big secret but you don't know exactly when it's going to be so it kind of slightly on hold but i remember um being out i think i was just doing some shopping rushing back pick up <laughs> pick up all the camera gear yeah. drive into central london and yeah and, uh, and just go in so there's a few photographers um so you know literally from getting the uh the email through to taking the pictures maybe three or four hours later and then you suddenly send wow. the pictures out around the world so yeah the drone's drone's crazy because you know it's such a big such a massive picture and it was the same with um harry and megan with their engagement um, oh right you were there as well yeah yeah mm-hmm. so that was um that was out in the gardens of, of, of kenton palace so um slightly more room so they were allowed to uh, they were able to let some some more photographers in so it really it really depends on mm-hmm. where it's taking place um and the amount of room obviously they want um tv cameras there as well and let um some journalists sit in to uh 
to witness what's going in but going on but I think they're, they're they know it's such a huge picture that they want yes. to have a, a few photographers there documenting it as and for us to they don't just want one one picture to come out but they want a few pictures the demand newspapers magazines around the world is right. is huge so that that was very similar Harry and Meghan um found out in the morning um the the photos were taken early afternoon so um yeah, had to rush down there, drop everything. Again, we kind of knew it was going to be taking place, but we didn't know exactly when. So yeah, I would think I think that'd be more of a surprise because they dated not as long as I mean William and Kate were dating for quite some yeah. time before that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I felt I remember that day, and I was like, oh my gosh, they're engaged. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, and you just know it's such a just such a a massive picture. So that's one of the yeah. most highly pressured um, photo shoots you could you could do really and it's probably a good thing that happens all really quickly so you don't have too much mm-hmm. time to think about it you before you know yeah. it <laughs> you're there you, you know you're, you're getting your position you're working it all out and then yeah it, it just happens but afterwards yeah the buzz um from having taken those pictures is is yeah one of the best feelings you could possibly have as a, as a picture as a photographer yeah. It must speak to why this time for you is also so calm, right? Because you're not like getting sent in all these different directions. Like right now with everyone kind of at home, you can just kind of like be for a I mean, it must yeah. be such a difference. It's just a huge <laughs> difference. Yeah. Just just really different. But you're kind of slightly on edge because you're kind of expecting the phone to ring and to, to yeah. go off the road. Of course, that's, that's just not happening at the moment. Yeah, and, happens. you know, a, a lot of the raw stuff. I mean, there's a lot that goes on in London, but I mean, a lot of it can be all over the country and would it be expecting to do um, a few more royal tours this year which are not going to happen and all the planning that goes into that um so yeah very quiet I've got a lot more um I say I've got a lot more time on my hands but of course you know dealing with two young kids takes up uh, yeah you're good time, so I'm sure <laughs> Whole different ball game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was actually curious, like talking about royal tours. You know, mm. you went. You mentioned going to Australia. You know, what kind of prep goes into that for you as a photographer? And you know, is it the same? Do you have a fully fleshed out schedule ahead of time, or you really don't? It's still kind of in the moment as you're there. You know where you're going to be generally, but yeah, no, it's pretty well, um, pretty well planned out. It has to be really. So we'll go to. Um... We'll go to a briefing beforehand in London where we'll we'll speak um, of the record where they will tell us pretty much everything that's going to happen engagement by engagement day by day um, in all the locations um, and speak about the kind of um, opportunities that will be there for for photographers what we're likely to be able to get um, so it's all really really well um, planned out um, all the, all the transport and everything is planned out that's all organized. Um, through the palace, um, what hotels um, we should be uh, staying at, um, and they they lay on all the all the um, all the transport. So we've been picked up from the hotel at the beginning of the day and taken. There might be four or five engagements in a day, so we'll be taken from wow. one one to the next. So we're no, uh, yeah, in, in a lot of it's detail. Like a marathon for you guys, yeah. Oh, uh, it's 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 full on. It's full on. I mean, I love I love going on tour. I love the travel and seeing all these amazing places. But I think. Right one of the things that people don't really appreciate is just how busy it is because it's you might be shooting four or five engagements in one day you'll be sending live i'll be sending live from camera back to um back to an editor we'll be sending Mm -hmm. the pictures out right away so we'll be sending pictures live um and then at the end of it all i'll sit down and do my own edit and so i'll be up into the night editing and then the next day we might be going and you don't really get a chance to settle because you're going from 
city to city, often from country to the country, country um, getting on, often getting on a plane one day after the other. So it's it's very tiring, and you see some amazing things, but it's 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 full on. Yeah, <laughs> and especially with I, well, I feel like Australia was even more exciting because I remember they announced that Megan was pregnant, right? Right, right before, yeah. Yeah. yeah, right when they landed, or right before I can't. I, I to... think it was, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh it gosh. was. I remember. Yeah, it was a We found out the night before they were. We had just arrived, and we found out the night before they were arriving the next morning. And yeah, the press wow. officers sort of broke that, and that was broken to everyone else. Just yeah, that evening. So yeah, so it was. Um, it was good. It was good news for us because it obviously yeah. even more interesting. The tour. The, yeah. yeah. Um, but that just made it, it was already a very, very big tour, but that just made it even bigger, of course. But that was, Monumental. yeah, that was, a, yeah, that was an amazing tour. Um, yeah. Australia and, and New Zealand, great for pictures, but also um, Fiji and Tonga, which I've never been to before. So that was like, that was an incredible experience. Yeah, it has to be so exhilarating, but exhausting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I hope you got to, I hope you got to cheers Harry with a pint. Well, yeah, to congratulate <laughs> the new dad on the royal. News. Yeah, we were congratulate. Yeah, we were congratulating them. So <laughs> yeah, so exciting. Oh, yeah. he seems so happy on that. Yeah, too. yeah, I know. I love those photos. Um, mm-hmm. well, tell us about what's next for for you. We want to talk. We understand you're now selling your limited edition royal prince. We're in the market. Signed for those. royal prince. <laughs> Signed yes. royal prince. Yes. Um, tell us about those. Yeah, tell us and where we that. can find them. Yeah. So I've just um, done a, a created um what I consider to be some of my, my finest photos, um, put them together for the first time. They're um, limited edition, hand-signed, and they include um, many of my best royal pictures, including the Harry and Meghan picture in the rain, of course, um, but also a lot of... Uh, on Roberta's Christmas list, yeah. Yeah, it really is. It really is. It's only June, but it's already on there. Glad to hear yeah. that. But yeah, just obviously a lot of my showbiz stuff as well. So I've got um, pictures of people like Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, um, Amy Winehouse, who I photographed a lot. Um, wow. Daniel Craig is, is James Bond. Um, lots of these kind of things are what I consider, you know, very famous faces that hopefully people yeah. might want on their, their walls are some of my best pictures. Um, so yeah, working with like one of the best printers in London and we're producing sort of gallery standard, um, printed on archive, archive um, paper, and yeah, I'm just overseeing the whole thing. It's, it's it's a nice project for me to do while I've been um in lockdown. I, as a photographer, I think you don't really get a chance to see your pictures um printed out very often because it's obviously most of the time you see it like in the magazine or newspaper or, or online. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really nice just to be able to see your pictures actually printed out, and they just it just you know just gives this um whole new sort of definition of meaning to the pictures when you can see them blown out big and I think that yeah they look amazing totally. in, in in print so that's given me a lot of pleasure to sort of test out all the various different printing methods and the different papers and they mm-hmm. can use um where can you buy them is it is it just on your website it's or? on my website yeah so samirhussein.com okay um, I've also got links on on my Instagram um, yeah be... and remind us your instagram handle so that if everyone on this podcast is not following <laughs> make sure to follow because i'm sure I, they are yeah <laughs> but, they probably yes, are <laughs> but just so they know what is your handle again it's sam hussein so uh sam hussein one s-a-m-h-u-s-s-e-i-n one is my instagram handle and my website samirhussein.com and um, so you can you can purchase all the um prints from there so yeah 
please have a look and, and, and i'm happy yeah. to do any print any raw prints of any other um if if they're fans of any other pictures then we can sort that oh, out interesting. Any, special yeah. request oh, that was yeah, really cool absolutely. that's awesome now yeah yeah some of those bow and arrow shots maybe for me yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, i love that um we always ask every guest as a final question which royal do you identify the most with and why <laughs> Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, and it can be, it doesn't have to be, it can be livid or living or dead. It can be any, any royal of all time. It doesn't have to be current. I guess just from a personal point of view, just um, because of the journey I've sort of been on as a photographer and um, he was the sort of first person I photographed and probably the person I photographed the most is, is Prince William. Um, I'm a little bit older than him, but I feel like our journey has been on a similar path in that like, he got he got engaged and um married slightly before me but i'm now married and have kids sort of similar age to him um i've been photographing him for 13 14 years um been on tour with him countless times before you even met kate i was going on tour with him and harry um and lots of um so many events and, and so many experiences around the world um as i say he's got young kids like me so i feel like there's a bit of a parallel there um mm -hmm. he's also an older brother and i've got a, a younger brother as well so that's um when i've spoken to him we've all, all uh, joking about that about being the older brother so i think yeah i'd have to i'd have to say uh, prince william just because of the parallels with with uh with my own life well and your dad photographed prince charles and exactly. you're photographing yeah. prince william i feel like there's yeah. a lot exactly. yeah yeah a lot of similarities yeah yeah i love that's that wonderful. Samir, thank you so much for coming yes, on the podcast. You. We we have so enjoyed this conversation and we hope you'll come back at another time. I'd love to. I'd love to. <laughs> when, when you're book. Yeah. Yes, yes. You have to. We can't wait. <laughs> that was such a great chat with Samir. I love talking to him. So oh my many gosh. good tidbits. I just want to, I want to buy that photo and frame it. I, that's that's on my Christmas list. It's on it's, yours too, I think. No, it's literally <laughs> on my Christmas list. <laughs> Christmas is so far away. Um, so last up, we have our highs and lows of the week. It's time for the royal highs and lows. My low this week. And you have lot, a good low. Oh, a lot of people have been talking about this one, so I'm just going to dive in. Kristen Stewart as Diana in the new Spencer movie. You know, Bowie, I hope I'm wrong about this one. I am not pumped about this casting. I was I was indifferent at first. I was like, okay, whatever. Now I'm like, oh, okay. Because I dug in to what you Rose were talking about on Facebook as well. And you guys seem pretty upset. There were over 100 comments on the post with the article link about the casting announcement. And I agree with you guys. I so wish they had picked a British actress. A lot of people said it's hard. You know, even Americans who are really well-trained in accents have a hard time with this posh British accent. And so... I wish they had. I feel like there are so many other great choices. Rosamund Pike would maybe be one of my first. Who choices. participated in that Thomas the Tank Engine? Yes, uh, that's I listened right. to her daily with my son. And she did the <laughs> yeah. CNN special on the Windsor. She yeah. narrated it and was amazing. Mm -hmm. um, Lily James, who was in Downton Abbey, who's amazing. I mean, amazing choice. Yeah. Jody Comer, who's from Killing Eve. Emma Corrin, who's set to play uh, Princess Diana, a young Princess Diana in The Crown season four. There's so many options. Um, yeah, I mean, Kristen Stewart, I watched the new Charlie's Angels. Not not the biggest fan. Um, the movie was not great, but I know she's had a lot of indie films recently with critical success, so I'm 
torn and I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Not not super pumped though. But yeah, production begins early next year for that film. But I do think I one thing that makes me very intrigued is that the film is directed by the same person that did Jackie and Neruda, Pablo Lorraine, if I'm saying it correctly. And yes. I, I personally loved Jackie. I thought that that was just a masterpiece and it was Oscar nominated. So I think... I haven't seen it. I like really need to watch yeah, it Yeah, you, you need to see it. Because I think that that gives me hope that they have a vision that perhaps, you know, will be carried out. Uh, but yeah, it's... And also, did you say that it's when Diana... It's, it captures the moment when Diana decided her marriage to Prince Charles wasn't working. Yeah, it, she, it takes place over one weekend. It's not like a... It's not a huge look into Diana's life. It's just the, this one weekend. So I'm really curious to see how it That it puts a lot out. of pressure on the acting. So I'm... Yeah, Gosh. so... TBD. That. Um, my low of the week is actually, I'm just echoing some of the sentiments from the Royally Obsessed Facebook group. Um, I just miss Harry and Meghan. Denise in the group uh, mentioned that. It's definitely my low of the week. It was a noticeable absence for me to not get a pick of Harry and Archie this year. Obviously, they don't have a direct channel like Instagram to call that out, but um, I don't know. I just I just miss seeing Sad. a photo of Archie I and Meghan. I know. And I also really like this quote from Sophie in the group. She said, I just need to see more outfits. <laughs> Same. Roberta and I definitely Such a echo good that. call out. Such a good call <laughs> and out. And Denise was like, I'd be happy with pajamas at this point. And I also agree. I would um, I would very much welcome pajamas. I feel like I need to see what the royals are wearing in their off hours. I want to know what their leisure I want to know wears. everything. Yeah. After that George bathrobe moment, I always yeah. think of that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, we really, it is sad. I think everyone was just mentioning it in, in relation to waiting till 2021 to know more about Archwell, which it's like, we just all know that as soon as that is announced, they're just going to hit the ground running and have so much goodness that they're bringing into the world. So that's my low. I know. No, no new picks, sadly, no of the picks. Sussexes. My high though this week is, is exciting is that Kate. Kate and Camilla's first joint Zoom call happened um, today, actually. It wouldn't be a quarantine episode, of course, without mentioning Zoom. So we're going to play a little clip from that. <laughs> but I hear well. you've been doing lots of fundraising, which has been amazing. Well, I did do 5K every day in May. Who inspired you to, to start running 5K every day? Captain Tom did. Oh, Captain Tom. Captain Tom has done a lot for this country, hasn't he? <laughs> He's inspired so many people. Yeah, so I thought it was really lovely that they've um, come together for a joint video call. We don't see joint engagements with them very much, so I thought that was really sweet. And it was for Children's Hospice Week, um, and the Duchess of Cornwall and the Duchess of Cambridge are both passionate about and have patronages that touch on children's hospice and children's care. So um, there were three children's hospices that they reached out to, and I want to say that I loved Kate's new hairstyle in the video. I loved it. I felt like I couldn't take my eyes off it. It just looked so sophisticated and chic. And and I think it's just noticeably different because she always has waves. Yes, it was such a different look for her. Um, And also like a smoky eye with like a natural lip. It was definitely like, okay, Kate's like experimenting in quarantine. And now I'm I'm really embracing the new styles that she's rocking. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, no, and and my high is also Kate related. Um, it's just really my continued obsession with Kate Middleton's pandemic causes. I think I always all the ones that are connected to working with kids really resonate for me. Um, but this past week, she led an online assembly about mental health for Oak National Academy and zoomed more Zoom, Roberta, um, with some students at Waterpool Primary Academy in Blackpool about the importance of kindness. And we're going to play another clip from that. Who wants to tell me what kindness means? Treat people you want to be treated. Absolutely, definitely. So if you want people to be kind and be nice to you, then you've got to make sure you're kind and nice to other people back. Very good. 
I think I just love, I mean, whenever kids are involved, Kate just thrives, whether it's on camera, whether she's talking about them on a, on her podcast as she did earlier this year, not her podcast, on the podcast she joined. Yes. Yeah, I wish moms. she had a podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and just, you know, out and about. I just, I really also love the messaging about kindness. I think that it it's nice just hearing her put that into such a concise and clear message. Um, yeah, I this was such a bright spot. And I really highly recommend watching the full 12 minute video of the assembly. I loved that clip of her. So just a reminder before we close, leave us a royal rating of a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Here is a real review from Marmares. I listen to every single episode with Caitlin and Lisa and am happy that the new hosts are doing such a great job. They deliver updates on the royal family in a positive way that makes the podcast light and enjoyable to listen to. It has become more about the Cambridge family, but I think this is natural as the Sussex family has chosen to take a step back and are not in the public as much. Keep it up, ladies. That's very true. I feel like we have been light on Sussex news, but it's because yeah, they've been kind of out of the spotlight. Yeah, they're really laying low. Megan and Harry are trust us when they're back. Oh, we're <laughs> look out. <laughs> yeah, look out. <laughs> We've had a couple of episodes with a lot of Sussex news too. Yeah. But yeah, for now they're they're um they're doing their own thing. So we, we will wait and we'll see. We'll give them that space. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So reminder to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and the Facebook group at Royally Obsessed. You can drop us an email at info at gallerypodcasts.com. You can also follow us personally on Instagram. I'm at Robbie Frito. And I'm at at RKBNYC. Lots of great throwback photos, content this week from you, Bowie. Aww. Father's Day. Father's Day. Sweet, sweet Happy photos. Father's Day to any yes. uh, anyone in our listening group. Yeah. And then uh, reminders to subscribe. Until next week. God, God save, save the, the pod. pod. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.